0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, August 2nd, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got the top three items in play in the Senate this week. Number two, Pelosi's possible Taiwan visit. And number three, what we're watching in today's primaries. All right, Jake, let's get into it. It is going to be a busy Tuesday morning as the Senate comes back in today Uh, and there are a potential trifecta of legislative initiatives that are possibly going to be voted on this week. I think as uh, you guys describe it in the top of the AM section, it is fluid at best, but kind of the first thing to talk about is NATO.
1: Yeah, um, so We are. This is theoretically whenever Congress finishes up its work this week uh, or next week, it heads out of session most likely for the entire um, for the entire summer until September. And I agree it's August 2nd and I'm not sure how we got here, but we are here. Um, uh, Number one. The you know, these are I'm going to list these priorities. We could talk about the mana in no particular order because it is a um, uh, they're all important and we don't know what order they're going to get considered in. Number one, NATO, Uh, Sweden and Finland are uh, trying to get into NATO. And that is something that is going to pass. But that will take floor time. Um, and if they want to move it quickly, they're going to need the support of all 100 senators. They are probably not going to get that, so that could take a minute. Uh, Rand Paul and uh, may, might want amendment votes on that, so they will not. I mean, this should get 95 votes, but it's not able to move quickly uh, due to that opposition. Number two, the PACT Act. Now, this has turned into a mess, Anna. We could riff on this for a second. Um, this is a bill that passed the Senate with 84 votes last or two months ago in June. It is legislation that is aimed at um, uh, helping people who are who are uh, exposed to toxic burn pits abroad. It is aimed at helping them, kind of um, uh, military members, veterans. Uh, this bill was voted down after. Uh, when it came back to the house to the Senate from the house of representatives, it was kind of a big twist and turn because it included a revenue measure. The house had to strip it out, blah, 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 whatever. So the question is, you know republicans have a relatively bad hand here because um they
0: created uh, their own bad hand
1: Let's yeah be honest. in many ways they did yeah exactly um the, pat toomey is pushing for an amendment that would shift a part of the money in the bill from mandatory to discretionary meaning the money would need to get voted on every year schumer has said that he wants to he's happy to hold that amendment vote but it has to be at a 60 vote threshold not a 50 vote threshold the whole bill is at a 60 vote threshold um uh but to me wants it at a 50 vote threshold so you know how do they how do they get that done um third issue is reconciliation and let's spend a minute on this reconciliation uh, uh democrats are pushing really hard on this but um uh we don't. The parliamentarian is go is gonna is, is on her own schedule, so to speak, and uh, we'll have to see when she lets the bill out. Now, everything is dependent on the parliamentarian. Kirsten Cinema, Democrat of Arizona, has said she won't opine on the bill until she has that parliamentarian score. So you know, it doesn't seem the parliamentarian is 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 really close. Um, and this is all in. This is all part of the scramble, Anna.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at it, right, when you kind of those tee up those three top issues, right, it feels like NATO. Okay, we there. There's largely the contours of who's going to vote for it, who's not, you know, this time agreement probably doesn't happen, but that's kind of laid out pretty clearly. The PAC tac again, I mean, I think that this is just a mess that Republicans were frustrated uh, by Democrats. And so they decided to take this bill after Democrats, you know, kind of outmaneuvered them on this larger reconciliation package. But man, they have really uh, been facing a tough, tough um you know opposition from veterans groups who've been protesting who've been sit- sitting outside i was walking yesterday morning by the capitol um you know overnight and these the, these veterans are kind of out there trying to really put the pressure on um you know members of the senate to to move on this to not use, use them as a political pawn um you know whereas when you lay out the reconciliation, that seems to me to be the furthest off, right? In terms of, to your point, the the parliamentarian still has not, um, they, she still doesn't even put out, we haven't heard the public items even on the Medicare front, which was supposed to be, you know, kind of being discussed long before this larger bill even came together. So, I don't know. We're Tuesday morning. It's hard for me to see that this gets wrapped
1: up by the end of the week. I I, I think that's right. I mean, listen, they could go to the floor and kind of wait and and kind of um, uh, do some of the bird bathing on the floor while they're up there. But if it's if if cinema is not going to uh opine until this 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 bill is is set by the parliamentarian i'm really not entirely sure how they get this done this week i mean my guess it's
0: a risky proposition to put that bill on the floor without knowing where Kirsten cinema is going
1: to yeah be, it is yeah it is um although it would take a while to get to vote to get to voting on the final passage on it but i would say I mean, let's say today's Tuesday. Let's say we get a parliamentarian. I mean, we keep hearing rumors, and uh, we didn't put this in the newsletter this morning, probably because I don't know why, but um, that the that some parts of the bill aren't even going to the parliamentarian until Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If that's the case, I don't know how they're going to get this on the floor this week, and then you got three or four, you know, a couple days on the floor, and then the House has to come back. So I just, I, I I'm not, I think we could be in for a couple weeks here. I don't think this is going to be as easy as I don't think this is going to be as easy as um, uh, as easy as anybody thinks. I guess no one thinks it's going to be easy, but it's going to take a while.
0: August recess. We sure never knew you very, better, <laughs> very uh, uh,
1: It's just the. If someone said to me. I think I said this the other day on the podcast. It's the. It's the. It's the. Uh, I, it's the lie we get told every year.
0: Well, that's one of on the number two story of the morning uh, while all this action is happening on Capitol Hill. Speaker Nancy Pelosi has traveled abroad uh, as part of a, a trip to Singapore, Malaysia, South Korea and Japan. Obviously, a lot has been reported and uh, on and discussed from the White House to Capitol Hill about Pelosi's trip here and whether or not she's going to um, take the delegation to Taiwan, a visit. Of this nature clearly would upset the Chinese, who see uh, a trip there by the third-ranking, uh, you know, U.S. official as the thumb in the eye. Very interesting to watch, but it seems like most people, all the reporting indicates that while she has not said that when exactly that she's going to go, that this is this is going to be on the agenda. Jake,
1: yeah, I we listen. I'll I'll say this: we have not confirmed this independently. We have, I guess, we've really not tried a little bit outside of our it's not outside of our zone but we've just it's it's uh, we don't know whether she's going all indications would seem that she's going she has not said she's not going which is usually a pretty good sign that she is going but um, you know I I just want to spend a minute on this it is you know speakers of the house see their power and see congressional power as relatively expansive um, they are the head of a branch of government, and they believe that uh, they could conduct their own policy—foreign policy, domestic policy—on their own, and that's what we see here from Pelosi. I mean, the administration has not been shy about saying that they don't believe this is a um uh, a smart idea. So you know what I mean? Like they've not been, they've not been, sh- they've not been. But very they haven't coy, said but,
0: they. Have, this administration also has not told her not to go.
1: Well, they've not said it publicly. I don't know Correct. what they've said privately. Um, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what they've said. I mean, listen, it's obviously a, it's a huge burden for this administration. To be honest with you, they have to reposition military assets in the region. Not to mention, I mean, it has the potential of of sidelining relationships with china uh not that relationships are great with china either way but um uh pelosi is on this very small delegation as you said she's she's said she's going to a number of countries but remember she travels on military air so she can kind of go wherever she wants not wherever she wants but she has the ability to to uh uh, announce and not um not or not announce and and go where she wants something we're going to be very interested in i've seen online there are two hundred thousand people tracking Pelosi's plane right now, which is, as you know, something I'm I'm very interested in. Um, so, uh, a very interesting uh, recess moment for the Speaker of the House,
0: and for her, just I would just say, you know, she's been a China hawk for a long time. This is the capstone to potentially, you know, this trip could be a capstone to her kind of position uh, on the country for which has been very public for a very long time. All right, let's move to the number three. Story of the morning, our very own Max Cohen, who has been covering um, all of the primaries throughout this midterm season, has a card in this uh, morning's newsletter looking at today's huge slate of primaries across the country, some really interesting races, some really interesting ballot initiatives, um, you know, that we we are kind of watching and he'll be reporting on as, you know, going into tomorrow about what happens there. Everybody from, you know, Blake Masters, um, you know, what he's going to be doing in that Arizona Senate Republican primary race. Um, You know, he's received the endorsement of Donald Trump, of course, um, going into a three-way primary there. I also think one of the things that's going to be really interesting to watch, Jake, is this Kansas ballot question. Um, For those who aren't following it, voters in Kansas are deciding whether to end the state's constitutional right to an abortion A win for the yes side would allow state legislators to pass strict laws curtailing abortion rights in the state. This is going to be that first major test um, for abortion rights since the Dobbs decision uh, and is clearly something that advocates on both sides are going to be watching really closely to see what the, what kind of potential tea leaves could be read into how this might play in the midterm election.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, the, uh, on top on the abortion item i mean this is something i think we're going to see nationwide um uh to be honest with you i think that there is a um and, and we'll and we'll see voters grapple with it and we'll see have public officials grapple with it because as you and i have talked about anna it's easy to say you are against abortion rights when abortion before the road before the dobbs decision um you know what i mean and now it's it's about now you kind of have to now the rubber meets the road for a lot of these policymakers in addition to that today um also very interesting a big member on member primary which we have um we have spent a, a, a lot of time writing about Haley Stevens versus Andy Levin in Michigan. Uh, Stevens seems to have the edge. Andy Levin, part of a, a kind of a legendary political family in Michigan. His father is Sandy Levin, former democratic congressman. His uncle was Carl Levin who passed away recently. Uh, uh, Senate former Senator from the state of Michigan. Um, so that is a very big race for the democratic caucus and the democratic caucus, caucus's caucuses future. Um, uh, this would be the, this is just a member on member primaries are never fun. And this one has been particularly, uh, particularly kind of, uh, ugly.
0: All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Please leave us a rating and review. It's the best way for folks to find out about the daily punch. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.